Welcome to LifeWords Day by Day. We're just a couple of days away from Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, and we've been looking in the Gospel of Luke to see some of the conversations that Jesus had while he was on the cross. And we've already seen one of the conversations where one of the criminals that was crucified next to him had a very faulty perspective. But the first thief is not the only one talking. There was another criminal there that day that was being hung alongside Jesus, just as vile and sinful and immoral as the first one. In fact, the Gospels of Mark and Matthew say that both criminals were hurling insults at Jesus and mocking him. They both were joining in with the crowd. But as the hours passed, the second criminal grew quiet, no longer blaspheming Jesus. And then he rebuked his criminal buddy. He had a change of heart. He experienced conversion right there on the cross. Well, what led to his conversion? Listen to what it says in Luke chapter 23, verses 40 to 43. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus Remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he, Jesus, said to him, Truly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Perhaps this man could sense his death creeping closer and closer. It was becoming more and more difficult to push himself up on the cross in order to gain a breath. And as he inched closer to death, he realized that he was about to be face to face with a holy and just God. And that whatever God had waiting for him, He deserved it. He knew he was unprepared to meet his maker. This is what was weighing on the criminal's mind. This is what was rolling through his thoughts. And the reality of death should never be too far from our thoughts either. Psalm chapter 90 verse 12 says, So teach us to number our days that we may present to thee a heart of wisdom. Not only was he gaining a good fear of God, I'm sure that Jesus' prayer for forgiveness for these was within earshot of this criminal. And perhaps that made the criminal do some thinking. This man has suffered the same torture and persecution and pain that I have, and yet there's no cursing, there's no revenge, there's no bitterness coming from him, only compassion and concern. Maybe it is true what they say about this man. Maybe he is the Messiah. This second criminal began to see Jesus not as a weak, defeated, wannabe revolutionary, but as a meek, strong, disciplined, sinless Savior. They say that what's inside of you comes pouring out when you are shaken up. And what came out of Jesus was holiness and compassion and love and purpose. This one who started out with a just as confused perspective as the other criminal now has a converted heart. He now turns his words to Jesus And what he says next displays his confident hope and trust in Jesus. He said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. We've already seen that this criminal has confessed fear of God, his own sinfulness, and Jesus' innocence. We now see that this criminal also places faith in Jesus and realizes that Jesus' death is not the end. Jesus is innocently dying, but dying is not the end for Jesus. Perhaps somewhere along the way, this criminal had heard Jesus teach. After all, Jesus loved hanging out with the sinners. But whatever he knew about Jesus, he knew that Jesus was not going to stay dead. 
He was confident of that. Jesus was going to return at the end of the age and establish his kingdom, and this criminal just simply wanted to be remembered. What a humble request. He doesn't ask for a place of honor like some of even Jesus' disciples did. He doesn't ask for a mansion over the hilltop like we sing about. He doesn't think he's worthy of that. He just cast himself entirely upon the grace of Jesus and simply asked to be remembered. So how does Jesus respond? Listen to the words from the parched tongue of Jesus. Truly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. This first word Jesus utters through gritted teeth and a grimaced face can be easily overlooked. But we need to pause here for just a moment because Jesus doesn't utter words carelessly, especially from the cross. Truly, take it to the bank. Here Jesus gives a word of assurance, of certainty, and he says this word to get the criminal's attention. Jesus here with this first word gets the criminal's attention. Truly, what I'm about to say to you is absolutely true. The criminal was expecting Jesus to return sometime in the future perhaps, and he wanted to be remembered by him. But he had no hope maybe of being with Jesus in any sort of positive way in the present time. For the criminal, it was a future hope, not a present day hope. But Jesus tells him today, in just a few moments, in just a few breaths, in this day and age, not in a future one, but today you're going to be experiencing something that words cannot describe. This is the apex of living, being with Jesus. I hear people talk about heaven and what they're going to do there and who they are excited about seeing. And I understand that to some degree. I have grandparents and friends and I am anxious to see them again. And I know that you do too. Some of you have children or a spouse waiting on you. In fact, some of you probably have more friends in heaven than you do here on earth. But as joyful as that reunion will be, nothing will compare to being with Jesus. Being with Jesus is what makes paradise, paradise. If you're still breathing, it's not a dead end, no-win situation. See here that Jesus loves humble, repentant sinners and is not willing that any should perish that come to him in this way. It's not too late. If you're still breathing, it's not a dead-end, no-win situation. You must admit that you have a confused, faulty perspective and that you need God's perspective of yourself. Stop trying to make Him do what you desire. You only prove your depravity even more that way. Don't die in your sin, uttering with your last breath, I don't want to die. Don't walk through death's door unprepared to meet the judge of the living and the dead. It's not too late. Your past is not too great that cannot be overcome and overwhelmed by forgiveness that's purchased by Jesus on the cross. He stands ready to receive you today. And so see Christ being crucified on the cross in his weakest moment as a human, and yet he is still able, powerful enough, and gracious enough to extend the assurance of salvation to a once hardened criminal. Isn't he able, now the resurrected Lord and King, to save you. But don't put it off. Don't kid yourself into thinking that you will wait until your last moment. It's very true that there are deathbed confessions, but you don't get the luxury of determining that you will die in that way. And neither do you have the promise of God's word that the Holy Spirit will be stirring your heart then. 
You do have this moment, though. You do have his promise right now. So turn to him and trust in him. And just as quickly and as assuredly as that thief on the cross was saved, so you can be too. That thief was in the morning a condemned criminal, but by the afternoon he was a converted child of God. And that evening he was a citizen of heaven. We sing a song that says the dying thief rejoiced to see the fountain in his day. And there may I, though vile is he, wash all my sins away. If you're in a circumstance, a situation that presents itself without hope, it's not. Look to Jesus. He promises his presence for today. Not in some point in time in the future, but from right now until forever. Is your marriage collapsing? Look to Jesus. Lay hold of him in faith. Are you uncertain of what your next move is in life? Look to Jesus. He promises himself to you today and unto forever. As one of my professors once said, get to know these two men well because you will be spending forever with one of them. When you pray today, pray for Doug and Diane Lee, our missionaries in the Philippines, and also pray for the Marwari broadcast in the target area of India and Pakistan.